0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurtzbacher. Today we're going to talk about what happens when you listen to the voice that calls to adventure, cross the threshold, and take that trip of a lifetime, only to encounter a major change in plans and resetting of expectations. In this episode, I get to talk from direct experience. And I have with me today, as our guest, my darling, my wife and this podcast's most committed listener, Maria Wurzbacher. So this podcast is all about listening to that voice inside that calls us to adventure and what happens when we follow that call. It was inspired by so many of our own personal adventures, and Maria and I have had many. Last summer, we leveled up our adventuring by taking a month-long trip to northern Minnesota, including several nights in the wilderness of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. And you can hear all about that episode Episode 17, it was sitting on the bank of our campsite in the boundary waters, watching the sunset over the conifers on the other side of the lake, where I felt a deep peace and I realized I was in my happy place. And I wanted to share that experience with others in hopes of helping them listen to their own call to adventure so they could find their happy place and that sense of inner peace. So now here we are, we're only a few weeks away from celebrating one year of the Inspire Campfire podcast, and our guests' stories of their adventures have most definitely inspired listeners to follow their own calls to adventure. Maria and I are no exception. We've been incredibly inspired by all the stories, and it's helped us to continue to follow our own dreams. So just a few weeks ago, we actually returned from another summer family adventure where we explored much of the state of California. We had big plans to see a wide variety of people and places. But our plans got turned upside down while we were on the road by the now infamous COVID-19. So Maria and I want to share our experience with you all and some of the many lessons that came out of it for us. So with that, Maria, darling, welcome to the campfire.
1: Excited to be here. Do I get to have a s'more at the end of the show?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Um, And that's (laughs) going to be super fun. So um, sad fact that we have to acknowledge, Maria and I are recording this podcast in the same house, in separate rooms, through a video live stream, because that's the, the way the podcast technology is set up these days. So Um, Kind of funny how the podcast technology drives the interaction. We could be sitting next to each other, but I promise we will when we get talking, we get done talking here. Um, But I want to start with just kind of an overview of um, our so-called plan for the trip that we were going to take this summer with our kids.
1: Yeah, so I'll jump in there. We... I had planned to go to Southern California, as you mentioned, and to explore the beaches along the way and meet with a lot of friends, some that we actually had only met online before that, which is pretty amazing. And um, we um, were making our way to San Diego for a conference. Here's some amazing speakers, learn a lot of great family content, personal growth get the kids involved, all that good stuff, and then hit the road and head out to hit some national parks. So we wanted to go to Yosemite, which actually we had tried to go to Yosemite. We may talk about that in a little bit in 2020 and it got canceled because of COVID. So we were trying again. So that was a huge inspiration for why we were heading that way, but we were going to go to Yosemite and then Kings Canyon and Sequoia National Park. So a lot of people focus up front and then some nature, reflection, adventure with just the family on the back end.
0: So it's it's just funny because like the plan really was we kind of had this master plan of sort of lumping a lot of things into one experience that we wanted to, to get the kids involved with. We wanted to hit, like you said, national parks. It's a big goal of ours. And uh, just to kind of elaborate on what you said, so Yosemite is uh, someplace that we'd never been before. And just... Actually, one of our podcast guests said to us that it was one of his favorite places. Andrew Underwood said that it was one of his favorite places on the planet was Yosemite. And so I've wanted to get there for a very long time. You know, getting getting reservations for Yosemite is not easy. Um, they They sell out, I mean, almost instantly. You have to get up on a certain day at a certain time and you have to get in front of your computer. And, you know, when they open the reservations for the campgrounds, I mean, they're sold out within like two or three minutes. And so... In 2020, we were online. We got everything booked. We got a perfect campsite. We did all the work. And then, I mean, that was March, I think, when we booked the reservation. And, of course, like two or three weeks later, COVID hits. The whole park shut down for that whole summer. So COVID stopped us from going to Yosemite in 2020, and this was our chance to revisit here in 2022. So, um, like, to your point, we had kind of two different phases of this trip. The first trip was really people-focused, and um i mean that part like just to elaborate again was so awesome because we got to see these people that we had never met before many of them were um stars of this podcast guests of this podcast so we spent some time with terry adamson episode 12 we spent time with donna bond episode 41 lauren donahue who's uh, episode 18 mike gandolfo number 42 carl miller number three and michelle mills Uh, Number 39. And we even got to connect with a bunch of people that you will be seeing and hearing from on this podcast going forward in the future. So it was really just fulfilling um, to see some of these people face to face that we'd never actually seen other than on like a Zoom kind of live stream thing. Um,
1: kind of like a Inspire Campfire
0: Tour when you think it about was it. Totally, it totally was. <laughs> it was so much fun. I just seeing seeing everybody and uh, and one thing like and this is a fact. Like everybody looked better in person. That was just such a fun thing to to be able to acknowledge. I really enjoyed that. But so the second part of the trip was supposed to be like okay, we had this first. The first half was very people focused. And the second half was sort of supposed to be reflection and getting back to nature and going to these parks and um dare i say isolation from other people so that we could reflect and uh we actually got exactly what we asked for we just didn't get it the way that we asked for it so how like um, works? <laughs> what happened what happened
1: so shortly after we're having this time of our lives I, I wake up one morning and i realize oh wow i i do not feel well i'm tired. I'm weak. I'm sore. Uh, This is, I don't know what's going to happen today. And we were headed toward Kings Canyon. And so at first I thought, okay, be a Trooper Maria. And I I had this pattern in my life where I tend to just go, go, go. And then before I realize it, I've gone too far and I just get sick. So I figured this was my usual pattern. Okay, no problem. I just need to rest tonight. Let's get to the Kings Canyon National Park and it all will work out. And we did go to the park and it was amazing. We got to see the giant sequoia trees and I got to hug a few of them. And that was my one of my main missions on this trip. So I feel like that was a major success, but as the day wore on, it wasn't very good. And I realized probably toward dinner time, wow, I need to get to a bed and fast. And I don't know how long this is gonna last, but I'm going down. Um, which was really unfortunate because we had so much in front of us and that set off for a fever and then two and a half days of what we learned later was COVID-19, but of course didn't realize at the time. So that's what happened.
0: We haven't really even talked about it that much. Like when, when you start first started feeling sick and like that first day, like were, were thoughts of COVID
1: going through your mind? Absolutely not. And I, I feel like that's, like I said, that's my pattern. So I feel like when it first hit, I thought, okay, as long as I just sleep this off, I'm going to be fine and just gain my strength tomorrow. Take some emergency. Everything will be good to go. And it just didn't go that way at all. So I I was surprised. And, you know, obviously, that changed the entire trajectory of the trip.
0: (laughs) It's kind of interesting because like reflecting back on the Boundary Waters trip the year before. Like we were gone for uh, a month and like you had said, I mean, the first part of this California trip was like flawless. Everything was perfect. And that's how I feel like the entire Minnesota trip was. And like, even to the extent that like, when we were in Minnesota, I remember like saying to you, like, I literally feel like there's a bubble around us. Like everything is just going so well. Like we were in the wilderness, like, and even, even like there was at one point a thunderstorm, in the boundary waters, and we were at our campsite, both having like some fear, because we're in the middle of nowhere, and there's a lightning, and thunder and lightning storm coming through, and the thing literally like split, and went to on both sides of us, and literally yes. like started, and went around us,
1: I remember and, like, that,
0: I that was the same night that we were sitting on the bank, like looking at the sunset, and like, I think the sun, I think the storm had passed, the sunset, and that's when it was just like this deep sense of peace, but like, I'm like, th- there's a bubble around us, and I just felt that, and I remember like paddling. So we had canoed into that campsite. And I remember paddling out of the ba- boundary waters and thinking to myself like, wow, we've got this bubble around us, but what if, and like, at that time, like my two biggest fears being in the wilderness were like thunderstorm. And what if somebody gets hurt or sick and we're in the middle of nowhere? So like I we came out of that trip and like one of the first things that I did when I got back home was I actually registered and and signed up for a wilderness first responder course through Knowles um, National Outdoor Leadership School and went and did this nine day wilderness first responder class and it was amazing it's like totally prepared me and got me ready for, you know, things that might come up so like we have, and I, I don't know, maybe I was like manifesting or something. I didn't really I didn't really get to use my, my, uh, wilderness first responder skills, like when, when COVID hit, but at least it was like, I don't know. I feel like it kind of had me like mentally prepared to like take action, but
1: you're um, prepared.
0: So you didn't know, you thought this was just a, this was just like, uh, you know, I'm worn down and I just need to rest. But, uh, you know, how, how, like, what were your, what were your symptoms? How did it, how did it feel? What, what went down? Like, you know, everybody gets COVID differently.
1: Yeah. And, and I I just knew it was something big because I got a fever that wouldn't quit. And it, you know, it stayed with me for like two, two and a half days and cold compresses. You know, we, we were kind of out in the middle of nowhere when this happened and we, we weren't, going to be able to get to an urgent care or anything like that. And at first I didn't even realize that it was that bad, but then when my fever just kind of kept going and I couldn't cut it with anything, um, I just realized maybe this is more serious than I am thinking. Maybe this isn't going to be my usual. So. Um, yeah, it just it was tough. I mean, I i am so thankful for vaccines, because I can't even imagine how horrible it would have been if I had not gotten vaccinated. So thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely I know a lot of people to say, oh, it's minor, it's not a big deal. And it hits everybody differently. But yeah, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I just I was down. And I was just so thankful that you were all there with me and, you know, you could take care of me and just we still had a place to stay and we could just rest. And it was just, you know, and of course at this time, I still don't even know what's wrong with me, but I'm just thinking I've got to get strong enough so that we can go to the doctor or go somewhere.
0: Yeah. And so like, what, what was that like for you? Like in terms of like the fact that we were on the road, I mean, we weren't at home or like, you know, in a strange place.
1: Yeah. Not ideal. Um, you, you know, you have all these doubting thoughts that go through your mind. Like, Oh my gosh, what if it gets worse? I just remember, one of the nights laying there in the bed and just thinking should i wake everybody up should we go somewhere should we get to you know and then i think okay no it's an hour at least to get to any kind of urgent care and the reality was later even when we called in they wouldn't even see me and i didn't think it was covid related but they wouldn't even see me because it could have been COVID related which i can understand but um, it, it wouldn't have helped anyway. So it was just a lot of scary thoughts in the middle of the night. Like, oh my gosh, please let this be gone by morning. Please, please, please. Cold compress on my head, you know, just trying yeah. to, can't get comfortable, all that. And I just, the whole time thinking like, okay, this this will pass, but wow, this is, this is tough. Yeah. Not the ideal adventure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey everyone, it's Scott here. This podcast is a passion project for me because I absolutely love adventure. And it's thanks to the effort of my residential real estate team here in Charlotte, North Carolina, that many of you know, as the W Realty Group, that this podcast gets funded. This awesome group of people have unmatched levels of competence and caring for our clients. If you know of anyone looking to buy or sell a home, our team serves the Charlotte, North Carolina market, but we can also help you find an agent anywhere throughout the U S or Canada through our highly connected network. When you support our real estate business, you are also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your referrals. And so, like, while all this is going on, I mean, there's sort of two so, two sides of the story. Like, you're like, you know, you're in you're in bed. Like, we're hydrating you, like, trying to get you food, trying to get you rested. Like, um, but meanwhile, the kids and I are trying to figure out what what what's going on, what to do. Like, I think we all thought you were just kind of run down and. Um, yeah. So, like, one of the days we actually went and saw, like, we all went to Kings Canyon. Um, And then Mm -hmm. one of the days we went to um, Sequoia while you rested. We just thought we'd give you the, you know, give you the space to relax. And we went to Sequoia. I mean, the good thing is, is in all of this, like, we didn't, like, we weren't around people at all. We're in the middle of nowhere. So, it was, like, you know, easy for us to go do what we did. But um, we were able to run over to Sequoia. And then it was that next morning that, uh, we, I mean, the problem was for us, like we had, we had to leave, right? Like, I mean, yeah. this whole trip was not, this wasn't like a trip where we went to one place and we were like, this was like every couple of days we were moving to a new location. And like, this is where it kind of gets messy because, you know, we want to be, we want to, we're, you and I are rule followers. Yes,
1: uh, we are. Um,
0: And, uh, so, so that, that next morning, we decided we wanted to get you to an urgent care so you could just kind of figure out what's going on. Like you said, they wouldn't even see you, but they did allow us to come in. And um,
1: yeah, yeah. So we we pull up, we pull up and, uh, you know, drive an hour or so to get there, pull up to the urgent care and she comes out swabbing, you know, <laughs> doesn't even <laughs> ask any questions, just starts sticking stuff up my nose. and. I'm just so weak, you know, just sitting there and two seconds into that, you start asking questions and we realize, you know, she's about to tell us we have to wait three days to find out the results because she just assumed that we wanted insurance to pay for it. And, you know, that this was the normal thing, the normal procedure, and they didn't even ask any questions. So we realized very quickly, wow, there's no way we're, we're in the middle of nowhere. We don't know where we are. We don't know what our plans are going to be. We don't know where we're necessarily sleeping tonight. There's no way I'm waiting three days to figure out what's happening. <laughs> so that was definitely a weird moment for me. Um, and, you know, I definitely I'm so thankful you were there because I I just was not thinking straight and being able to ask the right questions and you just pumped right up, you know, hey, wait a minute back up. Is there another way to do this? And sure enough, she said, well, yeah, if you're willing to pay for it, then we could do the rapid test and we can find out really quickly what's going on here. So she goes back in, comes out with a whole new set, goes back up my nose, (laughs) and starts doing the thing all over again. But the good news now, we knew we were on a path where, okay, we're going to find out within a few hours what's happening. And, you know, it's just crazy how if you don't ask questions, my God, you just, I can't even imagine.
0: It was a really good lesson because we were like, you know, we're on the road, we're traveling and like we're preparing ourselves to like go hunker down somewhere for three days just to wait and find out what's going on. And like just by asking a couple of questions, it was just I found that to be a really interesting um, assumption that was made because like they just assumed we wanted to, like we were, we were only good if like insurance would cover it. But like the cost of the rapid test was, I think it was like 150 bucks. And I'm like, I'll pay $150 to find out right now what the heck we're going to do for the next whatever days. Yes. And so, yeah, uh, definitely asking. That was a huge That was a huge lesson for us. Just, you know, always ask questions if you don't like the always answers. ask to questions
1: and have people around you that are strong enough to ask those questions when you are completely beside yourself, weak, tired, and sick.
0: So, So, and and I, like we, we all thought you were just run down um, and it was kind of a shocker to get that positive. It was. I thought
1: sure when they called and gave me the result that they were just going to say, okay, well, we ruled out COVID now come on in and we're going to do all these other tests to figure out what's going on. And sure enough, that wasn't at all what happened. And then as soon as I realized what was happening, it all started, the domino effect started and I thought, oh my gosh what are we going to do? What about the kids? What about Scott? Oh, wow. Like, wait a minute. We're not home. How on earth is all this going to pan out? So that's, I think, when I started to kind of panic a little bit um, and and really just kind of feel like, wow, I wish I wasn't on the road. Just to be totally honest, but you know, I I also knew that you were with me, and I was so thankful not to be by myself. And again, I just wasn't really thinking straight. I still felt so bad, and you know, the good news was she was going to try to get me some stronger medicine than what I had been taking over the counter to help with the pain and all that. And so that was good. And you know, we started okay, like ten minutes at a time here. Things just started changing, and we tried started to try to figure these things out. So I was just super thankful that you were there to help with all these decisions.
0: Yeah. That there was a lot to make. That point right there was definitely kind of the bottom right there. It was like sort of this, like, you know, everybody, everybody wants certainty. And like when you're on the road and something like this happens, like all of a sudden, everything is uncertain. You don't know what's going yeah, on.
1: Yeah. And, and I laugh because like, in the beginning part of the trip, we we're having such a, a fantastic time, oceanfront pools, we're hanging out, we're just like, I mean, just amazing, right? Feeling like you're on top of the world. And then next thing you know, you get this result, you're feeling awful. And you realize now I'm like, I'm at a super low point. And I mean, I haven't showered, I my hair was like up to here. I had my N95 mask on completely, like my glasses are crooked, right? i I remember I had, like, a long dress on and then a pair of pants, and we stopped to go. You went in to get some medicine for me, and I'm sitting out in front of this store just waiting for you guys to go in, and, and this is, like, the ultimate low point. There was a dad and a little, like, six-year-old girl walking by me, and I'm just trying to stay away from everybody outside with my mask on just kind of over to the side. They walk by, and then something in her, I don't know what it was. She turns around, walks back to me, and she says, Excuse me, are you homeless? (laughs) Oh, my God, is it that bad? (laughs) It's just amazing how all one adventure you can have super highs and then super lows and I just had to laugh it off but at the moment I wasn't I didn't feel like laughing <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it was definitely it was definitely the the mark of a low point and uh, you know it, it is it's a good perspective to be able to experience all, all of those ups and downs for sure um, you know on the other side of that like the girls and I were all like 100% fine um however now we are all like okay what is about to happen and so scott is an analytical and scott strategizes and scott is a thinker and you know okay it's go time what are we going to do now like you know, by that point we had, we had found like a, a a little town that, that did have some civilization in it. Um, and so really the next step was to get Maria comfortable, like find a place where she could isolate. Um, we could isolate and we could get her comfortable. Um, so got into a hotel. Um, we got two rooms, um, put you in one so you could just rest. And, you know, we were very close by, but the three of us would be in another room, right. You know, very close. Um, and uh, once you were comfortable, we got you fed, we got you hydrated, got you got you some medicine so you could rest. Um, we decided to go run out and get some home tests just to see like where we stood. And um, so you know, sure enough, uh, one of us comes back positive, two of us come back negative, and now it's like none of us have symptoms, and it's like, oh, now what do we do? So we thought the three of us were going to be able to just isolate in a separate room and be okay, but that wasn't the case. And so this is where for me, like this whole, like strategy and analyzing starts to ensue. And the problem with my neurotic brain is like, I like to think about every single possible option. Like, and so I'm thinking all of these different things, well, we could do this, and we can do this and we can do this. And funny enough, the week or like the week prior that to all of this happening was Mike Gandolfo's podcast, which was episode 42 about his cannonball run with his son, where they drove across the country and back in just a few days. And so this is one of my thoughts. I'm like, you know, we need to stay away from people. I don't know, like, we're rule followers. We're probably checking the CDC website every i mean i'm like i was probably on the cdc website every hour like looking at the rules again to try to figure out like what do we need to do to follow the rules but also be comfortable and safe and you know help maria to get better and and you know be a bit be better ourselves i'm like well maybe we just get in the car and we drive back to charlotte it's it's three thousand miles i mean i got on the phone with the rental car company to find out what that would look like you know just exploring all options um but what what i found was like i would go through this whole series of thinking, like, maybe we do this, maybe we could do this, maybe we, and then I'd finally land on something that felt like reasonably good. And then like two hours later, something would change. And I the, the like, some people might call that decision fatigue. It was exhausting. It was so exhausting. And um, I did go through that for uh, that that exhausting, like decision fatigue for at least 48 hours. And finally got to a point where I was able to just like, and I think like within 48 hours of you getting medicine, you started to feel significantly better. So we were able to start having conversations, but the fear at that point was, okay, what's going to happen to the rest of us? Like, are, you know, we're probably all going to go down. Are we going to get symptoms? Are we going to stay symptom free? And we're on the road. If we get in the car and we drive across the country, the first eight hours is through the desert.
1: Yeah. And it's It's probably going to be
0: a hundred degrees and there's nothing around. Like, what are we going to do if we find ourselves like not feeling well with, you know, two to three hours to the next like place to be able to rest. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we we did, I mean, we, it was still (laughs) kind of on the table for
1: a little while and then no, not so much.
0: Yeah. But I think like for me, where I finally got to after just like, honestly, just being completely exhausted was two things. Like you and I have taken up meditation practice and this is something that we've been doing for quite a while, but it's become like, we've become more and more practiced out of the last couple of years. And so I did take some time to take some breaths and I just like, I, I was able to just take some time to like, literally let all of it just go for like 15 Mm -hmm. or 20 minutes. And that was just so like freeing to just like everything, every thought, every worry, all the analysis, all of it, just let it go and just breathe and like that was such a freeing thing for me and i think when i got done with that experience i was able to recognize like we're all safe Mm -hmm. we're here we're in a comfortable place we're isolated from people i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow i don't know if i'm going to get sick i don't know if the girls are going to get sick but right now we're okay
1: yep and just reminding ourselves of that hour by hour that okay we're going to get through this this is going to pass
0: yeah and and so it was like we're we're not going to make any more decisions beyond today we'll wake up tomorrow we'll see how we feel but today we're just going to we're going to stay today and there was um i'm going there was a gift in all of this um in in the uh the place that we were able to find to stay i'm going to throw this one back to you because it really was a gift
1: Yeah, the way that it worked out, there was an outdoor balcony and it was exterior entrances to the room. So it was great for isolation because you didn't have to go down a long interior hallway or anything. You just stuck to your own spot. And then in the back, it overlooked this beautiful courtyard where there were deer and squirrels and birds. And it was just magical. It was just so healing. You just, you know, we were in an end unit. It just happened to be that way. So we were able to just sit outside by ourselves away from everyone with our masks and everything else. But we were able to see nature and, and to be in nature, which was one of our requests to the universe, right? So we did end up getting that. And it was a gift. It really was a gift.
0: Yeah, it was. And we had the mountains in the background. At that point, mm-hmm. we're about an hour about an hour south of Yosemite National Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think like for me, one of the turning point, like I think, um, you know, we we talked about your experience in the parking lot and that like for me, like the turning point, not necessarily the low point, but the turning point was that experience of just letting it all go and then just choosing to just be completely present and just like understanding like until we get through this isolation period, until we get through like whatever symptoms we're going to get and whatever happens to the, to the rest of us, like it's one day at a time and it's okay. And yeah. I, and I think um, the the other thing that kind of came out of that for me as a lesson was like, honest to goodness, this like just overwhelming feeling of gratitude yeah. for like the resources that we had at that point to be able to make the experience comfortable. So it's like th- this, 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 qualifies as an emergency we're Mm -hmm. thousand miles from home like maria's not feeling well the rest of us don't know what the heck is going to happen like the least we can do is spend a little bit of money as painful as that might be later to make this experience as comfortable as we can
1: well and that's what the emergency fund is for and when you plan ahead that is one nice thing that you can do in the in the moment and 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 actually qualifying this as an emergency because it sounds almost silly, but at the same time, it really was. It, it was definitely time to make some changes to our original plans. And we had to do that. We had to do it on the fly and we had to pay for whatever we were going to do next. So I was also very grateful for that.
0: Yeah, um, I can attest that COVID on vacation is is expensive. <laughs> if you do if you do it the right way, but I just I mean really I just felt this like intense gratitude that like that that we were able to like there was that that um, silver lining if you will like that we were able to to make the experience comfortable like you know be getting two rooms so that we could have the space and. Um, and like you said, that gift that we got of that, that just magical little place. So, um, one thing I wanted to to talk about was, um, cause like to bring the kids into this, like there was a lot of like worry when we first found out that you had tested positive. It's like, we, we are rule followers. Like we're, this was our first experience. I know like a lot of people have been through this. Um, we were able to make it two and a half years and this was our first experience. And, and so you know, we were really, it's kind of a funny, like an ego thing, almost like I was really proud of the fact that we made it two and a half years. And, um, you know, now, you know, we've been through it. It's, um, you know, we, we certainly have that badge now as well, but when it first happened, you know, we worked so hard for two and a half years to, to keep it out of our family. When it did hit, it was scary. And like, especially for like, for the kids, like not knowing what might come. And this was another lesson Um, We're our family, and especially you and I are big fans of the serenity prayer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wondered if you could just share that. Like, I'm sure most people know it, but just kind of refresh us what it is because it it was super helpful.
1: Yeah. So God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference so it's definitely very applicable in this situation and i feel like um with the kids especially it was just kind of one of those moments for okay guys things are going sideways and it's okay like we we've got to figure out in this whole thing what we can control and let go of what we can't control and I, and i'm a huge control freak so for me that's tough and just to say okay, I know the difference between the two and I'm willing to let go of what I can't control. And that was in, you know, I could eat fruit and I can eat vegetables and I could, you know, really treat my body well, but, you know, it was going to be in God's time that I was going to get better. And I just had to accept that. And then, you know, we had to also accept whatever was going to come with the rest of the family. And eventually everybody did test positive. So It, you know, it, it definitely made its way through the whole family, which over time, you know, it's just, it's tough. And you don't know how everybody's going to react. We're all different. And, you know, I, I think that um, it helped. I think it helped to calm them down. It helped to calm us down. And it it really made us slow down, so that we could take our time figuring out what the next right step is for us as a family. And, and, and I really think another lesson learned for the kids, especially is, is a way to role model being flexible and reshaping our expectations. And that when you're on the road, you can figure things out and that you you have these grand plans and they don't always go the way that you want them to, and it's okay. It's still okay. We can, we're still allowed to have fun. We can still laugh. We can still, you know, as much as we can try to just enjoy the experience, even yeah. though it's challenging, but you know, there just turned out to be a lot of like, thankfully we had brought the fire stick with us. So we watched a lot of movies
0: <laughs> and a lot of
1: time together. You know, once well, I think the point, once we realized, okay, we're all positive, like is we were wearing masks around each other and everything else. And know where we i just remember times where we would watch movies together and then it became some eventually some family time again together so yeah i mean
0: we we literally like trying not to test positive we literally slept in our n95 masks (laughs) when you were in the other room but um but that was the like just i want to come back to the serenity prayer real quick because when you were in the other room like initially that first that first day when i went and got the home tests So I, um, we bought the home test and before we took them, the kids and I all said the serenity prayer because I wanted to prepare them. Like if, if, you know, it's, if, if any of us test positive, I, who, we don't know how it's going to happen. Like, it's going to be okay, guys, it's going to be okay. So each one of us said the serenity prayer out loud. And I, I mean, I just love is like, you know, the things that you can't change, right. We want to accept those things, the things that you can change. This is like, you know, this is where Scott's like decision fatigue comes in because I'm like, I want to look at every single option to try to figure out how we can control or change this situation. But for me, for me personally, the the piece of the serenity pair that I love this the most is the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And, and I struggle with that one because I, you know, I tend to like, this is where my over analysis comes in. But, you know, at some point, like for me, the wisdom to know the difference came in letting it all go. And it just kind yeah. of comes back to that to that the last surrender.
1: Piece. I mean, it's it's really just surrender and. Understanding that you don't have control of the situation, that you can figure out where you're going to stay, but the rest of it's just going to happen in its own time and that's yeah. it. And, and you really just need to accept it and. Yeah there's not, there's not much else that you can change in that situation. No.
0: And and that comes back to like the fact that, that you and I both are rule followers and that made this even harder because like I said, we were like constantly on the CDC website, like, what can we do? What can we do? And I think one of the lessons that came out of this was like, we, like, I feel so good. We did our absolute best in that situation. But the thing is like, there's no perfect solution. no, it's messy it's really and messy. there is no perfect solution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I think just getting through it and coming out the other side and realizing that it's okay. It's it you know that that you can't expect yourself to do everything perfectly and you know we're going to do our absolute best here but given the situation that we're in there really like you said there really is no perfect solution. There's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, we made it through, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think I think one of the last things that I wanted to cover that was like a, a really big one for me was around the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that we create in our whole mi- in our minds when something like this goes wrong, because there was a story that I created in my own mind, and I literally started creating this narrative. So in 2020, we planned to go to Yosemite National Park. This was a very big deal. I really wanted to go see this park. It's something I've been dreaming about for a long time. And in 2020, COVID-19 said, no, you're not going. COVID-19 shut down everything, including Yosemite National Park in that summer. So we had to cancel our plans. We worked really hard. We talked about that at the beginning of the podcast. Didn't go. Okay. So that goes back on our list. Like we will get back to Yosemite. And 2022 was going to be our trip, right? So- we go through this whole experience, everything's going great, LA, people doing all this stuff, drive up to Kings Canyon, you start feeling well. We are literally an hour from Yosemite National Park. And the thoughts going through my mind, like COVID-19 is keeping us from going to Yosemite National Park again. And these stories that you tell ourselves. Like the story I told myself was, um, it's not meant to be. We're not we're not meant to go to COVID to Yosemite. You know, third time's a charm. Maybe we need to plan another trip. Like, maybe this is the story. Maybe the story is we struck out twice, and the third time we went, we had this amazing, beautiful experience at Yosemite National Park. And so that was a story that I created in my own mind. And I start creating this narrative like, hey, yeah, this will make a great podcast episode two years from now. When we go to Yosemite, we can talk about all of this. (laughs) I don't know. I'm curious, like, the stories that, that, uh, that you were thinking around that same
1: yeah there it's funny there there was a day i remember when we started talking about this and there was a day that i think we were both locked into that story and we were very convinced of that like like, okay that's it covid it it won again right we're just gonna let this go and at that point though i was feeling a whole lot better i had passed my time period and you all were were feeling better. And I mean, you never even felt bad, but you know, it, it, just, it was just one of those things where we were kind of like scratching our heads going, okay, we're an hour from Yosemite. What if we were to drive through Yosemite, but not get out, not be near people, right? And just see it, could we do that? Is that even possible? And so we just started asking each other these questions. Like, do we really need to let COVID win? and we you know we had it's just funny it's just funny how your brain works because we had to really work our way through that and i feel like there was a 24-hour period there where we were kind of asking each other these questions like i don't know I, i don't know i don't know And then I'll let you take it from there.
0: Well, I mean, so we and we were taking it one day at a time and like, you know, having these loose conversations, but knowing like today's not the day. Yes. And then I remember one morning we woke up, you were well through your isolation. Like we're most of the way through ours. And we're like, you know, we're feeling okay at this point. We're like, you know, we could, we could do any story that we want, but we're an hour south of Yosemite National Park and I want to see El Capitan. And I want to see half dome and we were supposed to be there for four days, hiking it and experiencing it and being it and living it. And you know what? Like, I still want to do that, but in this story, we decided to mask up, get in the car, stay in the car and spend two hours driving through a park that's meant to be seen over a week, but at least we got to see El Capitan and half dome. And get mm-hmm. back in time for lunch, yeah. <laughs> at our little our little mountain retreat overlooking the deer in isolation. And yeah. so our story does end with seeing the places, all of the places that we wanted to see, didn't get to see them the way that we wanted to see them, but we did do it safely. And uh, you know, I, I do kind of wonder if you know the the going to see Yosemite the way that we saw it takes a little bit away from what it could have been had we gone back because like now truthfully i've been there and i don't feel the desire to go back immediately i definitely want to go back but i don't feel like i need to go back it in with an urgency that i probably would have had we not gone but again there's no perfect solution this is the story that we chose and um and then the last thing that i want to finish with was during this experience, we're the Wurzbacher family are adventurers. And during this experience, we did we talked to friends and family and people like you know, we sought advice, like what should we do and all that. But one of the things that like kept coming up in conversations with people was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. This is so awful. I'm so sorry you're going through this, how horrible this is, and just and at the time, like I totally get it, you know, empathizing with us and I completely understand. But I also was like actually it's not that bad. Like we're in a comfortable place. Like we're making it an adventure. Like this is okay. But like other people telling us how bad it was, was making us question like, Oh, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's worse than maybe, maybe we're not really thinking through this. But, <laughs> but, but again, I think that that comes back to sort of the stories that you tell yourself and, and, and the way that you look at it. So, um, Super fun conversation. Um, just a couple of things that just wrap up. I mean, like, do you have any sort of, like, now that we're through it, everybody, we're, you know, we're home, everybody's negative, we're all feeling better, like, we're we're back to normal here. And I just, like, how did this trip change you? And, uh, you know, what are your lessons learned going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I definitely am a changed person from this trip and my expectations, right? So no longer will I plan trips and think to myself, like, okay, this day we're doing this and then that day we're doing that. And da, 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 so structured as I usually am, I think I'll learn to have more flexibility and and actually maybe plan less of the trip, but just leave it open-ended. Not that I'm inviting COVID back into our lives. Yeah. But I think, I think there was something kind of instructive about saying, okay, we're gonna reshape our expectations here. We're going to just do something on the fly completely spontaneous and it's all gonna work out. It's going to be okay. So I feel like, you know, that it gives you a chance that when life throws you a curveball, that you realize we do know how to figure this out. We are resourceful. We can figure out we have the you know the money to be able to do it. And we planned, you know, all of that so that when stuff happens, yeah. we'll be okay. And on top of that, I feel like it I, you know, it gave me the confidence to believe that the growth really happens when you're faced with a challenge. Yeah. And it's it sounds kind of cliche, but you know, the the challenge is in the solution as we've often been told and Facing that challenge made me realize that I can do a lot more and I can still have a great time and it's all going to work out. So I think it is going to relieve some of those fears that I have about being an over planner and and always wanting everything to be just a certain way. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's great. So um, do you think that our kids are ever going to go on a three or four week vacation?
1: (laughs) Not for a while. (laughs) As soon as we got home, they just beelined to their rooms and closed door, and I think it was like several hours before we saw them again. So, yeah, I mean, I will admit we were all very happy. I don't think I've ever been so happy to get home uh, from a vacation before in my life, but I I think that – Memories grow fonder as time goes on and I think we have a good chance of getting them back out there.
0: They were awesome. <laughs> they were so good on this trip. I mean, they worked through the uncertainty and the fear and like we totally got through it together. They were awesome. Yeah. So they get they get huge points for that. Yep. Um so so as we wrap up, um all right, so let's say we've got people listening that want to go take an adventure. Um, and they might be experiencing resistance, some of which might be, well, I can't do that. What if something goes wrong? What <laughs> advice would you have for people that are worried about taking a trip because of what might happen while they're gone?
1: Yeah, no, then that, that's very likely a possibility that it's it's you know that that bubble that we had surrounding us in Minnesota was just a fluke, I think. And this was a great example of a more realistic, adventure, where you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows, and it's all part of the adventure. So I would just say, embrace it and expect it and plan for it. So you know, because we were planned for it, because we had the emergency fund, that really helped us a lot to be able to bounce back and figure out what to do next. So plan ahead, be flexible and know it's okay, something goes wrong, it's all going to be okay.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I might add, I think the bubble was still there. I think you, you use the word instructive. Um, you know, I think the bubble was there. We got, we got some instruction and we came back and we're stronger now.
1: It could have been a lot worse for sure. Yeah.
0: So Maria, you were on episode 17 where we talked about the Minnesota trip and our friend David Wells um, facilitated that conversation. And um, we talked about, the actor and actress that would play us when Mm -hmm. they make the movie about our lives. And in our movie about that Minnesota trip, Reese Witherspoon plays you. Yep. And Ty Burrell from Modern Family plays me. Yep. So if they do a sequel about this California COVID trip, are are we keeping the same actor actresses or are we going to switch things up?
1: I got it. I thought about this quite a bit and I got to stay with Reese. I just, I think, I think she's a very good, uh, comeback kind of girl. And and when things just, uh, I can think of many different roles that she's played where things just are always sideways and she just bounces right back. So, yeah, I think this is a good fit.
0: (laughs) I I love it. Well, if we're sticking with the same actor, actress, I think I'll, I'll do the same. We'll we'll give our movie watchers continuity when that happens. So So we'll stick with time. Um, but I really appreciate you spending the time. This is fun. I, uh, when we turn it's off fine. the cameras, I'll, I'll walk into the other room and, uh, and high five you and give you a kiss. But uh, for those listening, I hope that you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope our story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure and remind you that even when things go wrong, you can still find meaning in the experience. We want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or you need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. And we'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. Until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Maria, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.